Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. So glad that you're here with me today. And we are really now officially in our new year. This is 2016. I'm amazed. I'm always amazed at time. And so I thought that maybe we would really begin our year with some really healthy behaviors. And we're going to reinstate them or reinstall them or redo them or reintroduce them. Or we're going to introduce them for the first time. So we are going to talk about boundaries today. And this is one of those things in my practice that is foundational. And when you understand the concept of boundaries, you're going to recognize how much better your life works, how much better you feel about it, how much better you feel about yourself, and how much better you manage difficult people. It also helps us not to be overly sensitive. It helps us to be able to really believe positive intention and and to really believe the best about people. And so boundaries is this like all-encompassing issue um, concept that when we learn the concept of boundaries and it generalizes to our entire life, you're going to be amazed at how much better you feel about it and how much more self-control you have. So boundaries is kind of this elusive thing. It's kind of a nebulous concept. So hopefully today... What you hear is going to help you really dial it down and be able to actually walk it out. So when we look at the idea of boundaries, I like this saying, and it says, what I value, I protect. What you value, I respect. And that is really the heart of boundaries, that the things that I care about, the things that that are of value to me, I protect. And what you value, I will respect. And so that means that even if somebody values something that I don't value, I still respect it. Doesn't mean I agree with it. But I respect it because that's what they value. That's one of the ways I have good boundaries. I have really good boundaries when someone disrespects something that I value and I'm able to effectively confront it. So when we look at this concept of boundaries, it, it, it can feel very nebulous, but we're going to make this as simple as possible today. So hopefully it's going to be easy to implement into your life and your relationships. So I'm hoping this is boundaries made easy. That's what I'm hoping. So I believe the easiest way to understand this concept of boundaries is to think of it as an issue of self-control. This is not about controlling others. Just like I can't make you do anything. I can only choose what I do, and you can't make me do anything. When I understand the issue of boundaries, I really get that concept. As frustrating as that may be, I really begin to understand that. So what I want you to think about as a spiritual issue, that God has very good boundaries, very good boundaries. He never changes who he is. 
He protects what he values, and he respects what we value, even if he doesn't agree with it. So God has very good boundaries. He doesn't make me do anything. He accepts everything that I do. He doesn't necessarily agree with it. He doesn't necessarily like it. And he doesn't necessarily protect me from the consequences that come from doing things that he doesn't necessarily like or approve of. But he still respects my own self-will and my own choices. So when we look at this issue of boundaries, it really has this, this, if you can remind yourself that it's this saying of, it's where I end and others begin. So where do I end? And if I don't know where I end, then it's kind of like, if you think about this uh, metaphor of a glass filled with water, you pour the water out onto the table and there's nothing to contain it. That is a boundaryless person. They are uncontained. They're in everything, everywhere. Their feelings are coming out all over the place on everybody. They're trying to control everything. They're trying to make things happen in a way that they think is the best way. And so it's this uncontained person. That's a person that doesn't know where they end and you begin. And if you've ever experienced someone like that, you know how frustrating it can be, how disrespectful it can feel, how very frustrating it is to feel like you're being controlled by somebody, either by them withholding approval or giving approval or, or lecturing you or punishing you in different ways for not doing what they want you to do or someone that won't control themselves. So then you have a mess in your life because they won't control their life. So this is, this is a boundaryless person. So when it comes to this issue of control, it means that I control what comes in and what goes out of me. I control how far I go, how far I will allow others to go in relation to me. So boundaries are about me exercising choice. And then we also understand that boundaries are about my words. Boundaries are about my actions. And if I have really good boundaries, then my actions and my words should correctly display to the world who it is that I authentically am. So when I have really good boundaries, I'm really understanding the difference between privacy and personal. And so when I share that with clients, I say, you know, I share very many personal things because I like to connect with people, but I don't necessarily share private things because private things might include other people and they may not want those things to be shared. So when I share personal things that include others, I have always asked those people, hey, are you okay if I share this story? Are you okay if I use that as an example? And so boundaries is always about self-control. So you want to ask yourself things like, is my no truly no? Is my yes truly yes? So if I say to you, yes, I'd be more than happy to go to that movie. But inside, I don't really want to do it. But I don't want to make them mad. Or I don't want them to be upset. Or I don't want them to think that maybe... I'm hyper-religious, so I say yes, but inside I don't really mean yes. That's That's a boundary issue, because that means I'm either being dishonest with them, and then I'm 
at the same time, betraying myself. So I need to let my yes be yes and my no be no, which means that I need to live a life of honesty. That doesn't mean that I'm brutal about it. It doesn't mean I'm condemning about it or controlling or vindictive or punishing. It means that if my no is no, it's no. If my yes is yes, it's yes. So if I say to somebody, yeah, I'd love to go to lunch with you, but I really don't want to do it, that's dishonest. So if I'm going to be truly honest, I would say something like that, like, you know, I really appreciate the invitation, but I'm really not up for it today. Or I have some other plans that I really cannot break. But I really appreciate you asking. If I really don't want to go, but I think that maybe God is asking me to do that, and maybe it's just because, I don't know, I'm in a selfish mode at the moment, then I might say to myself, can I let my yes be yes? Can I get my heart in the right place so that I can honestly say yes? And if I can't, then I need to say no. So we want to really make sure that our yes is yes and our no is no, and that we have the courage to follow through with that. So secondly, when we look at boundaries, I want you to ask yourself, do I accept and respect another person's no? Or do I take their no as a challenge? And that maybe I need to talk them into it. Or, or maybe I judge it and I say, well, they really don't know what they're talking about, so I need to convince them. So do I really respect their no? And do I accept it and say, okay, you know, you said no. I need to respect that and accept that, even if I don't like it, even if I don't understand it, even if it makes no sense to me, even if I think it's not good for them. If this is another grown adult, I need to let them figure out their life their way. And if they ask for input, I can give it to them. But I need to respect that it's their life. So I need to respect their no. Now, I'm perfectly... um, allowed to say, could I just give you a little bit more information? Because I, I'm, I think you may want to think about this a little bit more. That's perfectly polite. That's respectful. But if they say, no, I really don't. I don't want to. No, no, I don't want to hear about it. No, I don't want to do it. Then I need to respect it. How about this? Do I say what I mean? And do I mean what I say? I'm going to say that one more time. Do I say what I mean, and do I mean what I say? Now, when I say this to you, I want you to recognize that there is no reason that we cannot be honest people and still be polite. We can be honest and be kind. We can be honest and be direct. Because God wants truth to be to the inmost parts of our being. And so truth is a very important part of boundaries. So I need to make sure that I say what I mean and I mean what I say. And if I don't know, I need to say that. And if I don't think I can say it kindly, then I should say nothing at all. And if I'm pressed for an answer, I may need to say something like, I kind of need to think about it a little bit. Or I don't know if I can say it in a way that, that is kind or respectful, and so I have some big opinions about it that I may need to to think about and make sure that I can say it in a respectful manner because I care about you. 
So there's a lot of ways that I can couch the truth in kindness and love and respect and still say the truth. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and you are listening to 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio, and we are talking about the issue of boundaries today. So I want you to join me in the next segment as we really delve deeply into this very nebulous issue of boundaries and how imperative it is that we are using it and applying it in our lives so that we can really be healthy people, people of substance, people that actually affect the world in a positive way and that have relationships that we really enjoy, that are life-giving and, and healing at the same time. So join me again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. So glad that you joined me today. And we are opening this new year with this very important concept, concept, construct, paradigm, however you want to say it, and that is the issue of boundaries. And how are we going to really make sure that 2016 is the year that we practice really, really good boundaries. Because boundaries are tough, I have to tell you. I work on them all the time. I've been in private practice for 25 years now, which is mind-boggling to me. And boundaries is something I have to practice every single day. Now I get better at it as I go. It becomes more natural to me as, it, as, as I go. But it is not something that is like an arrival place. It's not like learning math, and once you learn 2 plus 2 is 4, you don't have to learn it again. Boundaries is something that I have to make sure in every situation that I'm in that I'm practicing good boundaries. Some situations are easier than others. So the more that you really understand the concept, the more that you will understand when boundaries are not happening, when you're with a boundaryless person, or when you are struggling with boundaries. So we identified these three statements that have a lot to do with recognizing boundaries. And one of them is, Is my no really no? And is my yes really yes? And what do I do when I want to say yes, but inside I want to say no? How do I do that? And so we really want to ask ourselves, is my yes truly yes? Is my no truly no? And secondly, do I accept and respect when another person says no to me? What do I do when that happens? And maybe their no isn't overt. Maybe they just don't call me back. Maybe they just don't talk about it again. Maybe they just look at me and they kind of say, yeah, that sounds great. And there's no follow through. And so when those types of things happen, how am I going to handle that? And how am I going to handle that well? And how am I going to do that with respect for that other person? So when you get kind of a nebulous no, there's nothing wrong with checking it out. You can just simply say, you know, I haven't heard from you about this particular issue. I'm wondering if that means that you're not comfortable with that and you don't want to go forward with that. And if that's the case, that's not a problem with me. I just wanted to make sure and check it out. And so I can help people with that. I can support them, even if I'm sad that they said no, even if I don't like the fact that I got a big no. 
But the bottom line is, if I want people to respect my boundaries, then I need to respect theirs. And so the third one that we talked about is, do I say what I mean and mean what I say? So that means if someone asks me to do something and I really don't want to do it, and I say yes because I'm too afraid to say no and I don't want someone mad at me or I don't want to let someone down, then I have to recognize the fact that, wow, what's going on with me? And I need to ask God for some help when it comes to strength, to speak truthfully. Now, we can speak the truth in love. So just because we're going to practice good boundaries doesn't mean that we're going to be aggressive and nasty about it. It it means that we are going to be respectful and recognize that everything doesn't fit together. And there are many different ways to skin a cat, for lack of a better analogy, and that I recognize that my way might not always be the right way. And maybe people don't have all the information. Maybe, maybe a year from now, two years from now, they'll regret saying no. I don't know. But in the moment I'm in, that's the moment I need to do well. That's the moment I need to practice really good boundaries. So I like this, um, this verse. It's Proverbs twenty five twenty eight, And it says, like a city whose walls are broken... Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. And so what, I, what that tells you and I is that boundaries is an issue of self-control. And, and like I used in, in the, the first segment of the show is that example of water inside of a glass. And if I pour that, that water out onto the table, it goes everywhere. And if you've ever tried to contain water on a table, you know how hard it is. And so if I don't have boundaries, I'm like that water that's uncontained. It just kind of goes everywhere into everybody's stuff, all over the place. And I lose myself in the process. Versus a glass of water with water inside it, which is very flexible, but yet very contained. So it's accessible, but it's still contained. And I use the example of boundaries with my clients when I say to them, this office has three walls and then one wall with a door. And the wall with the door is a great example of an analogy, of a boundary. When I shut the door, it's it's very similar to a wall. In fact, if I lock the door, it's very much like a wall. So it's a very strong boundary. But at the same time, there's accessibility and flexibility. I can open the door anytime I want. So in my offices, in both of my my, um, locations, Everybody that's in that office space knows if that door is shut, that means they don't walk in. It means they don't, Not only that, it means they don't even knock on it unless there's an emergency. And people are very respectful of that boundary, which causes the people within my office to feel very safe to not have to have it together all the time because they know no one's going to walk in on them. So it's a great example of a boundary, that it's very strong, very secure, very protective, and still flexible. So we want to make sure that when we are looking at our lives, that we don't erect walls. We don't want walls because walls keep us out of things we need to be in, keep others out of things they should be in. And walls are very restrictive. Walls are very constrictive. So we want to make sure that we are practicing good boundaries. And so again, we started this show with the saying, This is what boundaries is. What I value, I protect. 
and what you value, I respect. So let's look at a really good um, just definition of boundaries. What does that really mean? Well, when I look up words, which I love to look up words, this is what the New World Dictionary says a boundary is. It says it's any line or marking a limit or a border. And so when we look at that, we think boundaries in a psychological sense means that it's the ability to define where I end and another begins. So it's where I end, that's my sphere of control, and where you begin. So I really only can control me. And the more I practice self-control, the safer I am to be around. Because people then won't have to practice really strong boundaries around me because I'm so out of control. And so when we look at types of boundaries, we have five different types of boundaries. And we're going we're gonna to really look at these in the next segment. And that would be intellectual boundaries, physical boundaries, social boundaries, emotional, psychological boundaries, and spiritual boundaries. And so we need boundaries in all those human realms that we operate within. So we're going to look at that in the next segment. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I'm so glad you are joining me today. Join me again. If you don't get to listen to this show in its entirety, you're just tuning in, you can always go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and that is spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com, and you can listen to this whole entire teaching as a podcast. So I'm so glad you joined me. Join me in the next segment as we talk about boundaries and what they really are. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. So glad you joined me today. And we are really focusing on this very nebulous concept of boundaries and how imperative it is that we practice good boundaries in our lives if we really want to have the life that God has intended for us to have. And so understanding boundaries is, is difficult. Once you kind of get it, and it begins to make a little bit more sense, it becomes easier to do. But I am here to tell you it is never an arrival place. I have to practice boundaries all the time, and even though I'm, I'm very uh, proficient at, at boundaries and understand them very well and, and have insight enough into my own life to understand when I'm not practicing a boundary and when I need to have a boundary, it still means that I have to, to, to continue to do it and learn it and manage it and practice it. So when we look at this issue of boundaries, we left off in the last session, the last part of our our show, with identifying these five different areas that we practice boundaries in and that we need to have good boundaries. And, And I want you to really listen to these five areas so that you can understand, wow, I have a harder time in that area, but not as hard in this area. And so I'm going to give you, before we move into those five areas, I I want to just explain to you this idea that In our relationships, we need to set and stick to reasonable, healthy limits and boundaries. That's what boundaries are. That This is a prerequisite to love, and it's the way that relationships work. So having boundaries always simplifies my life. It really helps with choices. 
And it really cuts down on the world of possibilities when I have really good boundaries. Because we need to know how far we'll go and how far we are going to allow others to go in our lives. So once we understand this, we're pretty free anywhere we go because we know where we end and the other person begins. So if you're raised in a dysfunctional home, which all of us are, we know that. You just have to read the Bible to know that the greatest of the greatest are raised in dysfunctional homes because we are raised by usually very loving, mistake-making people. So if you grew up in in an environment where boundaries were confusing, it's hard to identify the respective roles of mothers and fathers. And it's hard to know if you were the child or maybe if you were the parent. Hard to know if you were valued. Hard to know if you were liked or loved, wanted. Hard to know how to assert yourself, what you're allowed to say no to, what you're allowed to say yes to. When boundaries are confusing in families, it makes it difficult for us to know where we end and our other family members begin. So it has this this tendency to cause a lot of confusion. So when boundary lines are blurred, when we get what we call enmeshment, which means I don't know where I end and where you begin. It means I feel your feelings and I think for you and I feel the consequences of your life and I worry more about your life than I do about mine and I problem solve more for you than I do for myself. Those are, those are in indications of enmeshment. And so that would be an emotional, psychological realm. So as we look at these different realms that we have, that is one of the realms that we need to practice boundaries. That is that psychological realm of, wow, whose feelings am I feeling? Or why am I feeling worse about your situation than you are? Why am I taking on your feelings? Why am I problem solving as to how to alleviate your pain? These are boundary issues of saying, wait, that really is their side of the street. That is not my side of the street. So I give clients this this example that really helps. And I say, you know, this issue of self-control and really doing boundaries well means, you know, that as we're driving down a two-lane highway and we all drive all over, and if you're here in Arizona listening to this show, you know what it's like to drive in Phoenix. And so if I'm driving in my lane and the person next to me is driving terribly or precariously or irresponsibly, The worst thing for me to do is to jump out of my car, jump into their car, and try to drive for them so that they don't crash. Because what happens to my car and what happens to me in the process? So when someone else's life is out of control, the best thing for me to do is get more in control of my life. If I really want to help them, that's the best thing for me to do. That's a boundary issue. So that lane line is a great example of a boundary. It's like a wall We all respect it as if it's a wall until we want to change lanes. And then we have the flexibility to change lanes. So boundaries are like road markers. They keep us where we, where we have influence, where we have control, but we also have the ability to change some of our position. We have some flexibility. So I want you to to join with me in this last segment because we're coming up on, on a close for this one. And we're going to talk about all these different realms that we practice boundaries in. We're going to practice boundaries in the physical realm, the intellectual realm, the social realm, the emotional, psychological realm, like we just talked some about, and the spiritual realm. So how do we do that, and how do we do that well? This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. 
Join me in the next segment. If you have not been able to listen to the show in its entirety, please join me on my Facebook page at CynthiaHyatt.com and certainly like my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Inc. That's I-N-C for Incorporated. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are joining me today as we talk about this issue of boundaries, that very nebulous concept of boundaries. And before we start with that, I want to encourage you to visit my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com. I'm going to spell that for you because it is spelled a little differently. It's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Lots of helpful things on the website. And it also has a radio video link or, or tab that if you, if you click on that, it'll take you to all the radio shows that I do here on this station and some other podcasts that I have also done. So you can absolutely listen to the show in its entirety, which I think will be very helpful because boundaries is a really imperative skill for us to have if we are going to have the life that God has designed for us to have. And that is one of peace, one of high intimacy, one of authenticity, or allowance of joy, and boundaries help us when things go badly. Boundaries help us when we have pain. And so it's really imperative that we understand this idea of boundaries. And so we talked very um, early on in this show about what boundaries really are. And the concept of boundaries is, is complex, but it really is an issue of self-control because it really has to do with where I end and you begin. And it has to do with me protecting what I value and respecting what you value. And it has to do with, does my no mean no and my yes mean yes? And do I respect your no when you say no to me? And do I say what I mean and mean what I say? And these are indications of how successfully I am practicing boundaries. And so when we're boundaryless, it's like being uncontained water. It's like you have a glass, you pour it out on the table, and it goes everywhere. So when you're dealing with someone that's boundaryless, they're in everything, talking about inappropriate things, sharing inappropriate things, gossiping. They, they, they tell you one thing, they mean another thing. There's a lot of chaos when we don't have boundaries. And we hurt people unnecessarily. Because when we don't have good boundaries, and we're afraid of other people's responses or reactions or pain, or we think, well, if I say that to them or if I say no to them, they're going to have pain and I don't want them to feel bad, so I'm going to tell them what I think they want to hear. It's really one of the most disrespectful things we could do to another individual. It really is their job to manage their own pain. And so there's a difference between inflicting pain on someone because I'm being harmful, because I lack self-control, because I don't care, because I'm not practicing good boundaries, which means I'm acting like a toddler and my feelings are happening everywhere on everybody all the time. Well, that's different than me living my life well, you living your life well, and sometimes they don't fit together. So maybe you want to ask me to go to a particular event and and I don't want to go. I don't like the event. Maybe it's not something I would enjoy. Or maybe I can't because of time constraints. And so I need to be allowed to say no. And even if you don't emotionally want to allow me to say no, I still need to be strong enough to say no. And I can do it 
with very, very healthy boundaries of my own. I can do it with tact. I can do it with grace. I can do it with love. I can do it with respect. And I can still say no. And if I trust my own no, then I will have the confidence to say it, even if it's uncomfortable. Because when I am weak, when I am practicing living out of the weakness of myself, it means that I don't want to feel any pain. So I just do what's easiest. And sometimes for people, what's easiest is to lie to one another. And we rationalize it by saying, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings, or it's better that they don't really know. So we really want to have integrity. We really want to have, have God help us with this idea of practicing honesty with truth, honesty, speaking the truth honestly with love and grace and kindness. And I want to be able to make sure that I'm doing that because there are many things that, that if I were to be honest about would be really inappropriate. So as an adult, I practice knowing with, I practice insight. I practice self-control as to what's really appropriate to share. So I want to make sure that I'm living a life of truth. But that doesn't mean I share everything. It means that I know what is true. And I'm the gatekeeper of my own mouth. And I'm the one that manages my heart and what I allow, what feelings I allow to continue. So it means that if you've offended me, how long am I going to let myself feel offended? And how much am I going to act out of that offense? Because that's a boundary issue. So the boundary issue is, if I'm not going to tell you how I feel, then I better act appropriately. Because passive aggressiveness is a boundary issue. Passive aggressiveness means, I'm really angry with you, I'm hurt by you, I'm disappointed with you, but but I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to act dismissively, or I'm going to say snide or sarcastic remarks. And so when you say to me, hey, are are you upset with me? I look at you and say, no, everything's fine. That's the dishonest life that God abhors. So we want to make sure that we are practicing self-control and boundaries. So we left off with emotional psychological boundaries, which I gave you some examples just a minute ago. And let's, let's talk about physical boundaries. What would physical boundaries be? Well, the most obvious physical boundaries are when we're in an intimate relationship, what we do with our bodies. Do I hug people? Do I allow them to touch me? What do I do in a dating situation? How communicative and honest am I with my spouse about what I want to do physically? But I want you to think of this as well. Physical boundaries means how well I take care of myself. Because as an adult, if I don't take care of myself, somebody's going to have to take care of me. Now, if I am unable to care for myself, I've been in a bad car accident, I have cancer, I have a debilitating disease. I'm elderly. Whatever the issue may be that I did not have control over, that we're not talking about that issue. We are talking about humans, adult humans, that refuse self-care. And so when I talk to clients about this, I say, you know, I really need you to practice caring about you. You need to care for what God cares about, and God cares about you, and you are the primary caregiver of you. And many times they will say to me, well, I don't want to be selfish, and I don't want to be indulgent, and I would rather care for other people than take the time to care for myself. And somehow we think this is like an issue of humility or something. But what I want you to think about is, if you don't care about you, then somebody else has to. 
If you don't care about you, then you aren't able to be for that person who you need to be. So if I don't care about myself and I have clients waiting to see me, then what happens to their life because I refuse to care for myself? So if I don't care for myself, what happens to the financial situation of my life? And where do the finances now have to go to try to undo the thing that should maybe never have happened? So it's imperative when we practice physical boundaries that we practice where I am in space, how I practice personal space, how close I require myself to be to others, and if that's not maybe good personal space, how I take care of my own personal body, how I take care of my own personal hygiene, how I take care of me physically, how safe am I as a driver, what do I put in my body. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we are to care for it. So let's talk about intellectual boundaries. And this is something that rarely gets talked about, But intellectual boundaries means, what do I allow myself to think about? What stories do I allow myself to tell myself about other people or myself? What kind of language do I use in my head about others or about myself? What kind of things do I harbor? What kind of things do I ruminate on? Do I allow myself anxious thoughts? Do I read about things that maybe is not edifying information for me to have? Do I put into my brain visions and pictures that are maybe not good for me to have? What movies do I see? What books do I read? What, kind, what types of thoughts do I ponder? How do I use the wonderful, amazing brain and mind that God gave me? Do I use it to scheme, to get my way, because someone said no to me and I don't want to accept that? Do I allow myself to go down the litany of all the reasons I don't like that person and justify being nasty to them? Do I let myself think thoughts about that other person that are judgments? Like, wow, are they really with that person? Or did they really go to see that movie? Are they not a Christian? Do I allow, what do I allow myself to think on? Because remember, for as a man thinketh within, so he is. So I want to really, really encourage you to practice self-control in your own mind. Because the one thing you can control are your thoughts. Cannot necessarily control what I feel. If I could control what I feel, I would be happy all the time. But my thoughts help me control how long that feeling lasts and how big that feeling gets. So I want to really, really practice self-control in my mind. Let's talk about social boundaries for a minute. What would a social boundary be? Well, who I socialize with, where I socialize, how I act when I am social, what things I talk about when I socialize, what behaviors do I engage in when I socialize? Am I contributing to the event positively or am I taking away from the event? Am I rise, helping the, the event to rise to a higher level of, of um goodness and grace and mercy and truth and all those wonderful virtues and peace that God wants us to live in? Or am I bringing dissension and faction by the looks I give somebody or the knowing look I give the other woman in that group or the wink here or the nod here or dismissing somebody or speaking against somebody in a social setting so that I'm dividing that group? Am I practicing self-control and bringing peace to the event I'm participating in? 
And that may be just a foursome. That may be a party. That may be a church service. That may be a concert. Maybe a movie theater. It may be an event. I don't know anybody. I don't even know anyone that's at the event. But I have the ability to bring peace to an event or to bring dissension. So how nasty am I to the person sitting next to me in the movie theater? Do I open the door for people? Do I cut them off when I'm driving? Do I steal the parking place? Am I nasty to the waitress because she didn't actually get my order the way I wanted her to? Do I give her a dirty look? What am I doing socially to create a peaceful world? And lastly, spiritually. How am I affecting my spiritual life? What boundaries am I practicing? What boundaries am I practicing as to how often I will read God's word? Am I requiring that to be a discipline in my life? Spiritually, what kind of, of, of boundaries am I having? Am I allowing the enemy to speak into my mind and condemn my heart when God specifically says, do not let your own heart condemn you, and there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus? Am I just allowing a free-for-all inside of me spiritually? So I want you to really think about these areas. How are you protecting what you value? And how are you protecting the relationships you're interacting with? How much peace are you allowing by not getting into power struggles? How much are you accepting the way someone is choosing to live their life? It's their life. We certainly can can speak into it and say, hey, you may want to think about this. But we want to love above all things. We want to love more than anything. Love is always first. Are we thinking the best about the person? Are we thinking the best about ourselves? Are we giving grace and mercy and kindness? So I want you to think about this issue of boundaries. This is an issue of self-control, where I end and you begin. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. So glad you joined me today. I hope this, this lesson was helpful and that you were able to practice some of what we put into place today, just intellectually, and, and that you would take this into your relationships If you haven't been able to listen to the complete uh, podcast, please visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Have a wonderfully blessed week, and I will talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.